Hi, and welcome back, everyone. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Juni Wealth Management and partner at LLC Private Wealth. Thanks for joining us for our weekly update and uh, take a look at our, our tactic portfolios and what we saw in the market this week, what we see coming up. And today, we're also going to talk a bit about Apple's big announcement and, uh, and our outlook on that, because I think it's a bit of a game changer. Worth uh, sticking around to the end of the video to hear a bit more about that. Uh, but with that, as always, remember everything we talk about on these videos is for information purposes only. Always contact us uh, or do your own due diligence uh, before enacting any strategy in your portfolios uh, to make sure it's appropriate for you. But with that, let's jump into what we saw this week. Uh, pretty uh, pretty quiet week in the markets. We saw the U.S. still continue to, to rally a little bit uh, on, the, on the tech names. Uh, we're going to talk about Apple in particular, uh, kind of as, as that continues to play out. And of course, we had the Bank of Canada rate, uh, not a, so much a surprise cut, a little bit earlier, I think, than the general market expected, but it's pretty absorbed uh, across the board in the markets uh, as expected. Uh, and nothing nothing in it as far as a big shakeup. We did see the, the TSX down slightly this week. Uh, but nothing, nothing overly, uh, overly unexpected on that front, and it really wasn't across the board. There are a lot of sectors that continued to to move along uh, pretty gracefully. We are looking uh, looking for numbers uh, on Friday for the weekly jobless claims and inventory numbers for April. I haven't seen those yet, uh, but we'll uh, really watching those those jobless numbers. Uh, as we've said for the last uh, six months or so. That's the, that's the big number we have to watch here as we come out of this inflationary uh, rise in interest rate uh, numbers is we need the, the unemployment numbers to increase because until then, uh, we really haven't kind of gotten out of that, that inflation fear or that recession fear. And there's no way that the central banks in Canada or around the world can, uh, can really say that uh, you know, uh, inflation is not gonna rear its ugly head uh, or continue to. Uh, with uh, with strength until we start to see higher unemployment numbers. So that's a big number we continue to watch uh, as things move move along here. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, Canada raised their rates uh, twenty five basis points. So now the big uh, the big look is looking now at the U.S. whether they're going to follow suit. Um, Canada has paused the last two while the U.S. has done extra raises. So uh, so there is a chance uh, they can leave it alone right now. Statistics or surveys are showing. The sentiment is about 68% of the analysts think that they're, uh, the U.S. Fed will leave interest rates where they are uh, for, for the next meeting on June 14th, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I, the market does have another rate hike uh, priced in, so not a big concern, but like Canada, is it going to be sooner or later that we see uh, that we see that rate hike? So we're going to keep, uh, keep an eye on that. The U.S. dollar uh, did hold in uh, to its recent gains, mostly on that speculation that that the U.S. Fed could match uh, Canada's rates, uh, a rate hike, and and move that along. Uh, so things are still cautious as far as the U.S. Uh, or the currencies go. On the energy front, oil edged slightly higher in Europe. Uh, we saw some gains earlier in the week as well. Just on last weekend's OPEC, uh, kind of OPEC Sweden uh, committed to uh, to do some cuts in Saudi Arabia uh, and and hold the prices in there. So that sentiment continues to hold, and and probably will for the next little while. On the metal front, precious metals were pretty mixed, but flat over the week. Uh, you know, the gold outlook, uh, the near-term upside is, is kind of capped as we figure out this interest rate, uh, next interest rate move. 
Uh, so there's a bit of a ceiling on that, but the longer term macro outlook is still strong. Uh, looking at hopefully uh, a gold number of north of 2200. Uh, you know, right now it's kind of in a range between 19 and, and 21, 1900 and 2100. Uh, for the for the next short term, anyway, as as we get through the interest rate hikes, some of the some of the headlines out there, Google's uh, really uh, putting stricter uh, moves on employees to get back in the office, and we're seeing this across the board. A lot of a lot of companies uh, are moving more and more to bring people back in the office. Obviously, we've seen a lot of pushback on that, especially in skilled labor. Uh, you know, it's tough to hire hire people and train people. Uh, so uh, there is some pushback from employees, especially in the tech industry, but we're starting to see more and more companies uh, push that forward. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out for corporations, not just from, you know, a culture standpoint, but also uh, a cost standpoint um, and, and, uh, and, and a labor shortage standpoint. Uh, we're also seeing changes potentially to the recycling and regulations. Uh, it's a big, hot issue. Um, from a uh, from the U.S. suitable marketing guidelines, uh, and, and some companies are starting to take uh, more and more uh, closer and closer look at the labeling guidelines and uh, what they're putting on their labels as far as recycling goes. Uh, we've done a whole video on this. Uh, it's kind of maddening for, from a personal standpoint, a little bit view that you know we have all these recycling programs, but the material you're actually putting in those recycle box, not a lot of it's getting recycled, especially on the plastic front. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of countries, uh, cities, uh, and districts uh, either don't have the capability to recycle a lot of the stuff you're putting in your recycle box, uh, or certainly don't have the capacity to do it. So, uh, and some of it's driven by costs, some of it's driven just by ability. Um, but uh, I think if you go back and watch our video on recycling, or you, you take a deep dive into it, you'd be surprised as to how much of what you put in recycling doesn't get to landfill. So there's a lot of attention on those guidelines and uh, and what that means for uh, for producers uh, when they're when they're making their products, uh, what is actually recyclable and what those codes are going to be going forward and whether we see some tightening on that. On economic front, Japan's economy grew faster than expected, uh, you know, being the world's third largest economy behind the US and, and China. Uh, it grew by 2.7%, which uh, you know, quite a, quite a bit ahead of the 1.6% uh, expected. So good news on that front as we start to see their economy start to uh, take off, uh, even during the, um, the pressures we're seeing uh, around the world. And we could also be a, uh, a talent shortage in the mining industry. So uh, one of the things we're keeping an eye on is uh, basically a shortage of labor for, uh, for the mining industry when it comes to uh, on that skilled side, uh, really looking at you know, potentially driving up those metal uh, those metal prices uh, as it costs more and more to get out of the ground, uh, and, and this is mostly be driven by the, the focus on shifting away from fossil fuels and, and moving towards the the uh, the precious metals or the rare metals uh, used in the uh, in the electric vehicles or, or EVs uh, like lithium and, and others along those range. So more and more, we're starting to see engineers and design job sites, um, you know, miners that specialize in those metals. Uh, higher, higher demand and more and more shortage. In uh, on the U.S. Polit political front, of course, we have the debt ceiling uh, issues uh, solved. 
but uh, Republicans, uh, the Republican insurgents uh, have forced Kevin McCarthy, uh, Speaker of the House, to cancel all upcoming votes, saying that he violated their January, January uh, agreed side agreements that, uh, that enabled him to get voted as House Speaker. Uh, and they're pushing to, you know, uh, force him to step down. Um, you know, what that's going to play out, uh, you know, internal politics in the Republican Party is only going to heat up more and more as we kind of get into the election. So overall, as I mentioned, kind of a quiet week in the markets, quiet things going on. Our outlook is still really strong. Uh, as I mentioned before, you know, we're kind of at this tipping point of the two recessions outcome, outcomes, the, the soft landing or, or, you know, a hard landing. Uh, honestly, I think hard landing is the better solution. As I mentioned, you know, just pull the bandage off, quick V recovery, uh, you know, pull back and, and a V recovery uh, rather than this long higher interest rates. However, the long higher interest rates isn't that bad. Uh, it, it, it does give a fixed income an opportunity to outperform potentially equities. Um, and we have focused that, that in the portfolios. Uh, locking in some really great returns on the fixed income side. We're starting to see the fixed income market stabilize a lot more. Uh, I think there's some great opportunities to, to position there. We're going to be talking about more of those uh, in the coming weeks. Um, and and uh, so if we do have that soft landing or longer, higher interest rate environment, uh, you know, the portfolios are well positioned for that. Uh, and the companies that we do have and we have been positioned in, in, the, in the portfolios uh, are also well suited with higher cash flows and strong dividend yields to go through a, a, a longer um, high interest rate market or a sharp recovery uh, as, as cash flow tends to be king during those periods. Uh, and it's very protective on the, on the downside volatility. So overall, overall, no matter kind of which path we're heading down, we're very comfortable with where the portfolios are and, uh, and looking forward to an opportunity to either take advantage of the fixed, continue to take advantage of the fixed income side or add to the, uh, the, the, the opportunities on the equity side of things. So now with that, I wanna turn over to our the side topic. I mentioned Apple announcing their new, uh, their new product, their, 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 their headset, their AR VR headset. Now I know VR headsets have been out for a, a long time and isn't any kind of news whatsoever. And I think the biggest thing people are talking about around this Apple announcement is the price. Of course, Apple coming out saying about $3,500 uh, US, uh, so about 5,000 Canadian for uh, for one of these things. Um, but that falls into uh, Apple's business model, coming out with a product, uh, a very innovative product. We're going to talk, to talk a little bit about it, but coming out early, higher priced, bringing on those early adopters, really a platform for developers. There's an app store in this thing where you can run apps, uh, you can run your, 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 your Mac computers off of it, um, it can be run a standalone, it can link to your computer and you can run it uh, virtually. Uh, so a lot of innovation and just like they did with the phones when they first came out, they were the first to have that app store. They were first to bring in the, the developers to uh, build a bunch of new apps, get people, get an older generation. This is not a gaming device. All the other VRs have been very focused on gaming. This is definitely an application for users, for people who are working on computers, people who are doing design, people uh, who are on the road, um, really leads into that, you know, virtual office or virtual meeting kind of environment. Uh, and, and by bringing in the early adopters at the highest, higher price, and then later on, one or two generations down the road, starting to bring on more of the mass 
mass people at, at, at a more competitive price as other people, just like with the phones, start to copy that platform or start to copy that model once it starts to take off. Because when you look at this, if you go look at the videos uh, that they put out on the, these things, uh, one of the big things, it's not just VR, it's AR, which means you can have them on and still see everything in your environment. So you can be at your home desk or your desk at the office. You'll still be able to see your desk, your pen, everything around you. You'll be able to interact with other people. But at the same time, your little laptop, you know, you can have a big, huge monitor in your view. You can ac access your virtual keyboard. You can have multiple windows open just so you can, if you have multiple monitors on a, uh, on a desktop computer. You can have all those uh, open at the same time. You can open apps with your hand motions. You don't have to have controllers in your hand. Uh, the technology that's built into this thing is pretty amazing if you dive into it. Some of the, the, the camera, never mind the camera technology for your view, but the camera technology on the outside that allows all this interaction, allows people without hat, you know, being encumbered basically just like you would on your phone, uh, tap on icons, open different, uh, open uh, different, applications, uh, you know, type, work, uh, and do everything that you normally do on your computer, um, but do it in this virtual AR, so augmented reality, meaning you see things kind of in your vision, but you also see your normal environment. So you're not stumbling around walking into things like, like uh, AR would, or sorry, VR would. Uh, it's not focused on gaming at all. Uh, it does offer like virtual meetings because it is, uh, remember it is, this is an Apple product. It's built into all their, their features. Uh, so it builds into things like FaceTime, where you can have multiple people FaceTime at once. You know, you can see them. But as opposed to now when you're on your phone and, and they can't see, you know, what's around, it's just kind of this one little view. It's, you know, it, it's that real kind of in-person uh, experience. And one of the other big thing they, they built into, and this one's a little controversial, is what people see for you uh, it is, is actually you, it, take, it takes a, a, a picture of you, a 3D model of you, and, but computer generates it on their screen and, uh, and that, that, that avatar uh, reacts to what you're doing, what you're saying, and it reacts in the meeting. So rather than having kind of a, the comic or the animated version one that say Facebook, Facebook was working on, um, they've kind of built in this real thing. So it's, might be a little bit creepy because it is it is uh, computer generated, but I think a big step forward from uh, from where uh, Facebook was looking at that technology. The other big feature for people is uh, when you uh, when you have videos, say videos of your kids playing and they're grown up, you can put it on and and it's immersive. It puts you into the video. You can look around and kind of remember those remember those times. So it's going to be an interesting technology. It's still very, very early stage. Obviously, the market liked the announcement. Uh, Apple's uh, stock price taken off uh, quite a bit uh, along with this, uh, this 2023 tech rally. Uh, so the, the stock price went, uh, went over 180. Uh, so uh, we're starting to see a lot of strength in, in the Apple uh, stock price. So it's going to be something to watch. It's not coming out until uh, 2024, uh, January 2024. Uh, but I think that was, again, smart. They've, they've, they've timed it to allow the developers to start to build more and more apps that uh, work with this technology. It's a whole new uh, uh, iOS platform or operating platform. Uh, so, uh, so the, the, you know, the developers are going to have to make new apps or, or, or redesign the apps to work in them. Uh, so they've given them time for that. So again, I think they've done a, a good job from that standpoint. 
and, and as I mentioned, where I see this product really fitting in, all the other gaming ones or the ones that have been focused around gaming have really gone for the youth, which they've had to be cheaper. They had to be more cost effective because younger people don't have the money and, or the, the money to allocate to, to gaming. Uh, whereas this is going to be kind of, you know, your older crowd, people who 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 want to communicate, people who want to who want to work from home, uh, people who want to have virtual more virtual meetings, um, but not be in that VR kind of fake environment. This AR aspect to it, I think, is going to be really impressive. So something to keep an eye on as we get more information on the product and more development happens. Uh, we'll keep talking about it, but I just want to touch on it. Because uh, I thought it was something uh, of note, and we do have Apple in the portfolio, and it continues to perform quite well in there, especially with this latest announcement. That's all I have for you this week. But as always, reach out to us at mikeonmoney.com with any questions, any ideas, any information that you're looking for. Happy to uh, happy to connect with you. Um, join us again uh, next week. Keep in mind, at the end of this month, end of June, we're going to do a special feature on AI technology and what it means for investing. And, uh, and and everyday life, not just investing in the AI jet GPTs, but how it's going to affect your overall investing portfolio as more and more companies jump on and start to look how they can Im implement this technology either really well into the into the products and into their operations or poorly because we're seeing a lot of uh, missteps along the way. So with that, have yourself a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks everyone. Bye now.